last time when we were just talking. Go ahead, John. Jesus we are <laughs> Welcome back to Smash and Grab Comics, guys. My I'll, name is JP. I'll edit that out. This is Tyler. <laughs> Tyler always likes to hit the record button when I'm not paying attention at all. You know, so um, well, usually not. But last week I did um, just as a way to have a soft entry into the thing uh oh sure like, you know just kind of like people are jumping in the mid conversation hey yeah. and like oh hey out there welcome back welcome back to smash and grab comics that's not how it works around here you know we're like loud and proud i know now now we're gonna get tagged as a gay pride show like that's all right <laughs> nothing wrong with that absolutely i'm bi-curious <laughs> bi-curious the crazy <laughs> oh i don't even God. know is that a real real term bi-curious yeah yeah it means you're oh. curious in both Oh. Male and female genitalia, oh. not just your own. Oh, because I mean, if if yep, no, nope, bi- <laughs> not me. Oh, is that what that means? <laughs> yes, that's what that means, Tyler. That's oh. what that means. Uh, good week in comics. Lots of indie titles. You grabbed a, sh- a shit ton of books this week, but we're not going to talk about all of them. No, I just threw them all in there so then I can, as we're sitting here, we can go. Oh, that looks like a good one. You know. Yeah. Um, we both grabbed Apocalypse Girl this week. I didn't get a chance to read it, though. No, Apologize. No, we'll talk about it next week. Uh, I'd really like to know what you think. Um, How about just a quick one? Smash it or grab it? Uh, I think you're going to grab it. All right. But you, you think I'm going to grab it. Yeah, I I am not. I'm going to smash this one. All right. I liked it that it came out from Amigo uh, Comics. They're out of Spain, I think. I think so. Yeah. If I remember right, I was looking in the notes. Have you heard of Amigo before? <laughs> no. I mean, the only book I read from Amigo is Street Tiger. Oh. I didn't look up their country of origin. I thought you were just being racist like because they're called Amigo Comics. Like. Oh, no. No, <laughs> no, it really does say um, contact address. In Spain. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna it is, the, the company name is Amigo, though. It yeah, is. yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't. If I was going to be racist, I would have gone, it's Mexican. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like it. Now that's racist. That's racist. Uh, New game. Amiga Comics, care of Carmen Lafort, I don't know, in Malaga, Spain. Cool. So these get, these probably get um, put into English before. Maybe. It. You know what though? I one of my crit, critic that would make sense because my, one of my criticisms was that the dialogue was dumb. Oh, probably because yeah, the translation gets yeah. a little lost. The story is cool, and that's what's weird is like I'm like I like the story, I love the art, yeah, but the dialogue just seemed like really. Now that I kind of put two and two together, really simple English almost sure. broken, like, broken yeah, almost, not yeah, quite, yeah. Well, anyway, we just talked about that, and we're gonna maybe talk about it next week. Yeah, we'll I want see. you to read it first, though. Apocalypse Girl issue number one. It's from Amigo Comics. Um, biggest reason I told Tyler to even grab that one though is because it is the smallest company, smallest print company that Diamond Comics uh, carries. So the print runs on them are amazingly small. Oh, so like in the nine hundreds. Do the books usually go anywhere in price? Not really. I picked up Street Tiger and I was really into it for a while. And yep. Street Tiger was kind of their first kind of nonchalant hidden indie hit, and it was good. But you can pick that book up for five, six bucks. It's not super rare. Right. It's got to have something else happen. Okay. Didn't I, heat up. Okay. Well, we'll see if this one does or not. And it's it was a good read, though. Funny because um, you remember on Wednesday there were two copies. I grabbed one. You grabbed the second. 
And the second one had a crease in the back cover. Yeah, it looked like somebody so, sat on it. So then I'm like, "Oh, dude, take mine. I don't care." Yeah, and then I was I went, surprised. And then I, I was like, "I was like, I don't want this now. It's all jacked up." I know. And well, here's the thing: I measured. It's not a library. I can't put it back. You care more about that things than I do. I do. And then when I got home and I read it, I was like, "Yep, it's all right that I got the bent one because this isn't my cup of tea." And yeah. All right. <laughs> cool. Well, hopefully, I'll like it. We'll see. And. It, now I might have to reread it because now that I kind of realized it was probably written in Spanish and then translated makes me. You should back translate it. Into yeah. <laughs> into, get a into Google Spanish. translator. Yes. Span- yep. English to Spanish. And then we'll read it on there. And then read it. Yeah. In, I got to oh practice man. my Spanish. There you go. So. Well, you're really good at British, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really good at British? Or yeah. Or like kind of good? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think either, actually. <laughs> what else did you get? We're going to talk about books here soon that we actually read, guys. Okay, so Eleanor and the Egret. Um, yeah, issue number five now. Yeah. Um, John Lehman, who wrote Chew. Nice. He, this is his new story, and it's about this um, girl named Eleanor who has a pet bird, um, an egret, actually, so it's not just a clever name. Um, yes. She They steal artwork um, because that's what the bird needs to live on. So then they steal all this famous artwork so the bird can eat it. Um, and then, so they have this, like, they have this really, John Lehman's obsessed with food. And, uh, <laughs> so I'm the, sorry, but uh, the, that so then, simple explanation there yep. probably sounds like so, the worst comic I've ever heard of. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm sure it's super interesting and fun. It's so weird. That though. is probably the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And like, so, and so they, this lady's got a bird. They, they pick this one artist that they don't like yeah. as, as the one that they're going to continually, uh, break into her shows and eat her art. <laughs> And this lady hates her life. Yes. <laughs> and she hates Eleanor. Oh, that sounds awful. <laughs> I don't know. I, you, I remember feel, the- <laughs> you would feel like you were on just this crazy acid trip reading this thing because it is, it is, it's like, just like you said, like, who the fuck would write a comic book about this? <laughs> right. type so, of stuff? That's such a stupid idea. Uh, but maybe I'm just being, you know, dumb. I'm sure it's a great comic book. I, uh, the Just the overall idea sounds ludicrous. I have, I have found it wildly entertaining. Uh, mostly Apparently, you're on issue number five. When you, when you read John Lehman stuff and then you get those weird um jokes that he very subtly puts in there you're like this is genius (laughs) and you just don't love it i know that's how his uh, other stuff is and i brought along shadow um and uh made men that's made men's the one about uh mary shelley yeah uh, technically roundabout uh, or julie shelley and then uh she she finds out she's actually julie frankenstein yeah so it's a roundabout like Tie in to Frankenstein. It's, and I actually liked issue number one. I didn't continue, though. I, I, this is issue number three, and I'm glad I stayed. It's basically a modern-day Frankenstein story. Um, I should have stayed on this one, too. I should grab him. I think it looks – it's such a cool-looking book. Yeah. And so she has the ability to – and she offers the services to bring, bring people back. Oh, for um, real? Yeah. If you get to, oh. get to her soon enough after they die. I got you. Uh, so her services to bring people back – yeah. If for a price. Yep. And so then one person sh- she couldn't get to in time, he was decapitated. So that's, he has a lion's head in the, in yeah, the comic. Right. 
dude, mm-hmm. you know what? You just slowly sold me. I'm going back to get all these issues now. Issues. Luckily, it's only on issue three because I, I remember, like, we're talking about it now. Yeah. I remember how much I really liked issue number one. Yeah. I just didn't pick I, up. Issue I literally two just read this right before I came here, and I totally dug it. But what we need to talk about though is redneck. Yes. Redneck. Or no, rat queens. We didn't even talk about rat queens. Well, we now you city. got me all over. Okay. All, I'm, a red, I'm a redneck. You're a rat queen. No, I'm just kidding. We didn't even talk about any comics. Okay. I know, right? Okay, so Rat Queens, this is issue number six. Uh, volume two. Volume two. Or series two. Overall thoughts on the book itself? You really enjoyed it? Yeah. I really liked the psychedelic frog trip that they went on by yes. looking this frog. <laughs> That's, um, I did like that, too. I thought it was funny. Well, at first, um, okay, this morning, that well, was yesterday, I think, I like to imbibe on some things that are not, um, let's just say, <laughs> let's just say, um, okay, 420 friendly. I'm just going to put it out there. <laughs> there you go. That's all. Just, you got to deal with it, you know, uh, at, okay. the, at the So anyway, the front. when... Uh, I was a little under the influence while reading this. So when you're having extracurricular activities, yeah. you're reading. I got you. Yep. Can't say anything to incriminate myself. Incriminate. Uh. Incriminate. incriminate. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, incriminate myself. Uh, but anyway, I was, so I was reading this, and um, as we get towards the forest where they split off into normal trail, and then there's also one that um, yeah, the you'll, go on a, trail. you'll go on a trip. And, uh, yeah, right before all this happens, they met at like uh, a tavern, and they they're all kind of just talking about their adventures, and they want to go on another one. Right. So then Betty says that she's got a buddy who knows this crazy place that you can get crazy drugs from. Like, so she's like, "All right, I'll meet you there." And she doesn't meet him there, and then they go off on this journey. And, and then, um, uh, my favorite part, though, and this is what I was getting at, is that yeah. as the artwork started to change to show that they were their trip was starting yes um i'm going oh is this me is this, <laughs> is this me that can't see this right because the because the artwork started getting blurry yeah. you know that's that's hilarious and it that's started probably changing a, that's, that's probably the effect that they wanted you to have like it's really funny no and then uh yeah okay so as they follow these footsteps you uh that lead from the ground into the air yeah into the sky because they're totally tripping yep Okay, so then the artwork started getting differently. Okay, yes, I knew that they drew them as funny cartoon characters. Well, and the funny thing is, this is really timely. We should look into this because there's a new game out called Cuphead. Okay, and it's the same style, like the same. It's like an old, like old cartoon. Mickey Mouse steamboat yes. look. Yep. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Yep. That? Google that, guys. Mickey yep. Mouse steamboat. Yeah, and you'll find the image, or even just Cuphead. It's the, like the old Mickey Mouse that didn't talk. It was silent. Yeah, the silent one. He was more like a rat. He looked more like a rat than a mouse. Really. Totally. He yeah. Was longer, more angular. Absolutely. But the Cuphead video game has the same art, which they they drew the entire art game, which was pretty sweet. So I didn't like computer gener- computer uh, use computer graphics on it. It was just all just hand-drawn mm-hmm. it looks exactly like that art but that's what happens is they turn and in, into this crazy weird yes okay so i knew the characters change but you see how it's um a little fuzzy a little, little fuzzy i didn't know if that was me i'm like <laughs> oh man yeah it does get a little grainy i had to say i had to call my wife over come here <laughs> look at this is it 
Is this weird to you? Am I freaking out right now? I'm freaking out right now, babe. That's great. Oh, and then, my, uh, oh my God. Betty's the first one to get up, and she's got this little mushroom head, which is hilarious. And then um, she looks like the she looks like Toad from uh, Mario. <laughs> she does look like Toad from Mario. And then the the girl dwarf, she has her beard back, and it's all waving, being weird. And I know has, my favorite part is when it throws a punch. Yeah, it'll throw a punch to get into a fight here soon. But uh, one of the characters says, "At least you have feet," because she has no feet. She's got this little weird stick legs. Yeah, and then at the end of them, look like she's wearing high heels, but you just can't tell really. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, they're coming off this cloud, following the footsteps in this weird, crazy psychedelic art. Um, yeah, I mean, it looks like it's even drawn here with like watercolors and stuff. It's crazy. Uh, she sees her buddy Jason though, and he's like in these weird little holes in the ground. He's popping up like a like like a uh, whack a mole. <laughs> That's my favorite part. <laughs> And she runs to him, and she says, Jason, you're safe. And she grabs him, and then um, he speaks back, and he's like, safe. And then he's like, something's wrong. Get back. And he just jumps out of all these holes, and he's doing. He's, he looks all demon-like and crazy. Uh, and then um, my favorite is, though, Bruga's axe. Yes. Because that axe in this um, <laughs> trip, she the axe is alive. The axe is alive. It has and a so voice. It has a it face. It throws itself away from Bruga into the tree and goes, Abandoned hope. This is the end. Yep. He's sick of killing things. He's sick of fighting and killing things. And then, of course, uh, the dwarf's beard mm-hmm. has actually turns into a fist and punches one of them, which is great. Uh, our wizard lady. Sorry, names are terrible with us. But the wizard lady is a... Uh, Spinning out with her crazy yep, octo- arms, well, octopus she, arms. She became an octopus. Yeah, she's always had that weird archetype in this comic. Like, there's not a whole lot of backstory to her, but she's really like uh, synonymous with like octopus and like octopi and like Cthulhu looking things. Yep, so and she's her husband was here bug. for a little while. Yeah, for a little bit. And he, yeah, he just stopped being. That's in the one story. thing I don't like is her backstory though is a little like convoluted because you have like so so many bits and pieces. Yeah, and I feel like when we. When the main story is happening in this comic, yeah. they fall back on that crazy mystical world stuff a little too much for her. Cause on her part? Yeah. yeah. You see you see what I'm saying? They use her as a plot device to like get out of stuff. Like, yep. <laughs> Sometimes. But uh, I digress. Sorry. I'm not talking about it. We really haven't issue. got that deep into anybody else, though. I would have really liked to see, to see Betty's upbringing. You know what I mean? What was life like for a smidgen? Especially one like her that's so... Um, I think she would get annoying after drug a Drug friendly. Like by herself. I think she would get annoying after a little bit. Like Without the rest of the... Yeah, without the rest of it to tone it down. I the think rest of just, the girls to bounce off I think she'd off just of. be like Deadpool or something where it's just like... Meh. It is kind of fun when she just throws in her uh, little one-liners and one of them's coming up and I... Well, actually, no, we passed it. We didn't even touch on it. Oh, geez. Sorry. Yeah, we're all over this comic right now. I want to jump back here early. <laughs> early. That was my fault because I wanted oh, that's to get okay. to the tripping part. Okay. Uh, okay. <clears throat> it's like four pages into it, and it's right after she smokes up with her friend that disappears in a little bit. Yeah. Top of the next page, just completely out of nowhere. I'm going to read this. Dot, dot, dot. That's my point. All it takes is one little finger. Gentle, of course. <laughs> just like completely out of, out of nowhere. nowhere. I mean, it's like we're not being led into it from the previous page. This is a complete scene jump. As the, yeah, they're walking down yep. the path. Yep. Yes. And no, it's, it's just a great, just funny moment. It's great writing. You know, it just shows that time has passed. That's kind of like a timestamp without being timestamp kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? It doesn't even say. You can't tell from this artwork that it was from Betty, but you know it was. Oh, absolutely. That's a Bettyism right there. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yep. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that's definitely a good call out on that one. Um, where were we? We were they were Swag fighting all these crazy Jasons. Her friend Jason was coming back, but all those crazy demon versions are running running around. Yep, and then they realize that the ground is enlarging and it's swelling, and out pops this giant psychedelic frog. Yeah, he's like a psychedelic salamander. Yep, it's weird. He looks crazy. It, um, it's a frog with a snout kind of thing, and yeah, I don't know. and he's all he's every color of the rainbow. Yep. He's definitely Roy G. Biv in it right now. Yeah. <laughs> you ever Roy G. Biv? Uh huh. I yeah, that's how I kind of still remember it. So. Okay. Some people don't know Roy G. Biv. Isn't there other uh, I don't know other variations on Roy G. Biv? Um yeah. So if anybody has no clue what we're talking about. I know, right? So Roy G. Be Biv like, is like what is Roy we G. learned Biv? <laughs> in elementary school as the colors of the rainbow, red, orange, yellow, <clears throat> green, indigo, and violet. And so um yeah, if somebody else had a different thing that they how they learned the rainbow, uh, leave us a comment. I'd like to know uh, on our website, smashandgrabcomics.com, on Facebook. Oh, this is great. We're on Stitcher now. Um, tune in. I just finished that app for them. Um, Google Play. Yeah. While uh, we're doing crazy shoutouts, um, intro song. Was done by the band The Flying Eyes. Beautiful. The flying thank you. Them, lies. Thank you to them. The Flying Lies. The, <laughs> the, the Lying Flies. The Lying Flies. The Flying Lies. Flying Eyes. Yeah. Flying Eyes. Awesome. I, um, yeah, I love it. I, do you ever use Bandcamp? No, I don't do a whole lot of computery web stuff. Oh, okay. That sounds stupid of me. Like, like I don't do you, all the computer interwebs. Oh yeah, you did tell me that you don't own a computer I don't own or a computer. tablet. Uh, I do have a tablet. Oh, you do? I have a tablet and I have my smartphone. Yep. And honestly, anything else techy I do is all done on my Xbox or just oh. like apps like Netflix. Like, oh, sure. Yeah, I'm yeah. not a whole – I wish I had a computer. That would be great. I And it's so funny. I'm kind of the opposite. I am such a gadget guy. Um, so if anybody uh, wants to hear the, the backbone here, I, I love stuff. I love gadgets and I've got things all over. I love electronics. So um, – I do the post-production stuff at home. If, yeah, there, if there is any, you know, I'll throw a song in here or there. Um, Make me sound good. So when it's late, that's me. Time in. <laughs> Tyler is late. Nah, they just blame me for everything. Uh, Come on. Because, um, yeah, because I, I love doing it and um, I'm looking into purchasing some different equipment. I only have uh, different mics that are a little bit more quality and then a little four-track mixer. Mm. Um, so that, um, I just kind of want to record on the front end before it goes into the computer. Right. Um, I think we can get a warmer sound doing it analog and stuff. So yeah, absolutely. Better voices, better. And yeah, we should definitely get a two microphones. Yeah. Like something like that. We're using, this is funny. This is so, this is so, um, amateur. We go have <laughs> one, we have You're one. You're giving away all of our secrets, dude. <laughs> they can tell. Ugh, we damn have it. one microphone in the middle of the table. It's a omnidirectional mic. Um, we don't get paid for this, but I think they should. Blue out there, the company Blue, they make a um, omnidirectional mic. Omnidirectional mic called the Snowball. Um, and it's really great. I I don't know if anybody can hear which one of us is actually talking into the front end. Me know. or John. So, um yeah, that's what we're using right now, but I'd love to set it up so we each have our own and we can even have headphones, you know, that go into our own channel so we can actually hear, hear what, our hear own kind levels. Of what it sounds like. No, absolutely. Um, so I don't 
know why that tangent started, but... Oh, God, we got way off, dude. But if you've ever listened to the show before, you know exactly what you're in, getting into. We talk about yeah stuff, and then we just jet off into nowhere. Yeah. And if anyone has any suggestions for other um, so- software, um, I'm just using GarageBand straight out of my iMac. Oh, I remember. You said you don't have any... Comp- you don't use a computer and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean I'm not tech savvy. I am, but yep. I just don't know a computer. Yeah. Is it because you don't want to or you just don't want to shell out the money? Or I think it's the money thing for sure. Oh. Yeah. Because if I did get one, I'd want to get a nice one. And, yeah. like, it's it's just crazy when you look at prices of, yeah. like, there's basic computers you can get at, yeah. like, $200, $300. Very basic. All yeah. right. Yeah. That's cool. But if I want to use it, mm-hmm. like, use it. You're gonna have to spend six hundred at least for yeah for all at of least. my things that I'm into, um, all my um, computer generated art is all done on here. So I've got like the entire Adobe suite, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, of course what we do here is so GarageBand. So we use a lot of files. I've had this for three years. This iMac Pro or iMac MacBook Pro that we're using, uh, I think I got it for fifteen hundred three years ago mm-hmm. because for that same reason i'm like i am planning on doing a shit ton of stuff and i want a workhorse that's not gonna just right you know like crap out on well, me well yeah just just totally crap out die on you no yeah. I, and that's exactly where i'm at it's like you know I, I would love to get one but i just don't feel like i want to shell out that amount of cash for what yeah yeah at yep, least i hear you and maybe black friday i mean it is black friday weekend yeah um or maybe cyber monday Cyber Monday, maybe. Find a cool computer. You never know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'd really like Fuck to... Fuck it. I'll just wait till next year. I'd really like to have a <laughs> tablet as well. I, I want to get rid of all of my like surfing stuff that I do on my computer because I feel like to, I, I would like to have just a computer that's just dedicated to this podcast or recording in general. No, absolutely. And then, and then just have a tablet for my everyday internet uh, time wasting that I'm yes, doing, you know, nonsense. Yeah, you know, when you're just like, Ooh, oh, I yeah. wonder what's going on on my favorite news site, and then yeah. you jump here to there. To, you're pooping, you're yep. just like checking out your phone. Yeah, I mean, come on. Yep, yep. That's that's the greatest thing ever. Ooh, God, you just sold <laughs> <laughs> me out there. <laughs> just sold me out. <laughs> All right, no, I'm on my phone because I I have my. Um, I don't know. I've got this huge paddle here that's actually the iPhone uh, 6 Plus. I think it's giant. Um, it resembles a uh, giant pad for your underwear. Um, yeah. Huge. Mine's not comparable. as big. Yeah. I have the Samsung S7. Part of it's my case, though. That's true. Um, I've got this big OtterBox on it. Um, so I am the world's biggest klutz. And you know what? I've had this thing for almost its contract life, so almost two years. Never <coughs> crack or anything. Excuse in. me. It's starting to not work right though. <laughs> oh really? Just because yeah. you're messing up, you're messing with it too much. I don't know. I don't know. It's time oh for my a new God. phone. We gotta talk about this comic, dude. Okay, reeling it back in, guys. <laughs> um, we're in the middle of Rat Queens. Good lord. Uh, there was a giant psychedelic salamander that jumped out of the ground, and uh, there's all these crazy Jason demons coming out of it, and they're fighting him, and. Braga's got her cartoon axe that is totally alive and just <laughs> hilarious. It's holding on to a tree for dear life. Uh, <laughs> I know she finally gets it out because yeah. all of them have to pull on it at one time like a like a uh, tug of war. Yeah. And then uh, it Braga uh, throws it and it decapitates the salamander thing. Yeah, and it's just splurt and splat all over. Its brains are coming out. Its uh, eyes have those funny little X marks on them like 
when cartoon characters die or they look like they die. And instantly, though, as it, uh, once its head gets head gets cut off, uh, it's back to the original art, which I liked that shocking jump yep. there too. <laughs> Me too. It's that like was really the, great. All of the effects of this thing just died. Yep. So it was this uh, creature that was causing these psychedelic hallucinations. Uh, hallucinations there yeah and then uh, betty just runs up jumps on its dead back and starts licking it and then um she she about freaks out she goes oh maybe i'm too impulsive yeah and then uh that's that's exactly what this guy her buddy jason uh saying he's like that's exactly how i got swallowed toad didn't like to or uh, take too kindly to a stranger licking it all over that was one of the favorite my he's favorite got lines. that uh just as a description sweet 80s mullet he does. And in a 80s porn stash. Porn stash. Yep. Yeah, he definitely looks like the guy you buy stuff from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then um, they come up to Betty and uh, they touch her on the shoulder and say, you good? And she's got these piercing dot little eyes. And she's like, oh, she's all tripping. That's pretty funny. Uh, the art changes there for a second, too. It's a nice way to throw in. I'm wondering if that might be fan art. That would be, be kind of cool. Because uh, – this company does a really good job. Uh, the guys who publish this book, I mean, it's an image book, but the guys who do Rat Queens are really good with their community, and they featured a lot of newsletters and pictures. It wouldn't surprise me if somebody drew that and, like, sent it to them, I and know. they used it for their little... Uh, I'm just checking in the credits page, and I don't see anything about it, so... That might be a little secret Easter egg. That'd be but funny. But maybe. That'd be um, funny. It's definitely... Because it's beautiful art. you got to see it to believe it. It, it um, looks like it might be chalk, or it might be... Um, you know, I'm crayon. thinking painted. Uh, looks like it's maybe digitally painted too. Could be. It could be. Uh, definitely a great image though, and it's just cool that they uh, threw that in there. But um, Raga just picks her up. She's like, maybe we just need to talk to her when she's a uh, better state of mind. She's yeah. like, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so as the rat queens get home, <clears throat> um, Violet's creepy uh, fangirl. Meets him at the game. Yeah, at the beginning of the issue, she was like cosplaying as her. Yep. Um, so she's like, so how do I get into um, being an adventurer? And Violet's like, uh, don't. Yeah, you and, just don't. And then this girl takes it as if Violet gave her a um, put down, you know, like, you know, you're not good enough to be an adventurer. That's kind of how she takes it. But Violet meant it, meant it almost as like, don't get into this field. It's yeah, not it's good. not exactly what you want at all. Well, but yeah, she takes it to the point where she's like, thinks that uh, the Rat Queens think she's a joke for sure. Yep. And then some character shows up. Some character's got a blue hand. And we can see the back of his robes, which kind of look royalty-ish, you know? Yeah, we definitely uh, don't know anything about this guy. She's uh, The art is... Um, all changed in terms of the perspective. Yep. And uh, she's looking at the Rat Queen's walk away. As they walk away, she's kind of talking to herself, you know, and feeling bad about this whole altercation that she had with them. Yeah. And this crazy person shows up, but you can't see anything. It's just his back. Yeah. From, like, probably butt to neck level. Yep. Like, yep. <laughs> and you can't see shit. And uh, he asks her and tells her, he's like, do you wish to be saved? And she says yes. And he touches her. And all of a sudden... She's gone. She's erased from the comic page, and they have a panel where it's showing like almost like she's been erased. But then through the eraser marks, there's it looks like another comic it panel. It does, and that's the cool thing. I think this is going to come back, and there's going to be something here. So as we flip the page, and you can see that directly behind this one where it erased, it's the old man's head. Yeah, that's so awesome. Yeah, that is cool how they did that. Um, but 
what's going on the, on the, at the Black Seder? Um, They're all just hanging out, talking yep. about their adventure, happy yep. that, they, that they came back. And then um, they run up to the bartender who, that, that girl that we were talking about was his daughter. And they yeah. ask him for another round and they say, hey, we saw your daughter this morning, Madeline. And he's like... Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I don't have a fucking daughter. And I'm not even, I'm not paraphrasing. That's exactly what he says. It's yeah. the comic line. <laughs> but you know where she was erased on the previous page? Yes. That's right in the middle of his, you know, temple area of his head. You're totally right. Almost though. like that's his memory being erased right there. Yeah. It's super I don't know. Awesome. It's cool. It's the first time I've seen them use artwork from when they're back to back like this. Mm-hmm. They're not um, on well, I've never facing seen pages. Yeah. And this is the first time I've seen it where they put the artwork straight through. Well, it's nice. I've never seen that in a comic ever. So no, yeah, it's a great uh, use of what this Rat Queens comic is all about. Right. Um, it's fun. It's gleeful. It's well written. It's got such original ideas, and the characters are fantastic. Oh yeah. Um, I just call this a nice, fun, like rogue comic because a lot of people don't know about it. It's still um, one that's kind of one of those hidden gems. Uh, it sells good, but it just, you know, it's not ever going to be on record selling sheets. No. However, it's a great comic, like great find. I think it could get up there, you know, maybe Fable's level of attention. I think at some point this is going to be an, uh, a very big cult classic. We're going to have a lot of stuff. Um, I mean, or a know, lot of fans. The fan base is very. I mean, you know how big Fable's is to right. um, fans. And I think this might be. Close to that, too. For sure. Uh, another good call out for the art that we were talking about is the next week's issue yeah. has that same effect where uh, one of the characters is cut out of the cover. Okay. So that's kind of cool. It looks like as I'm looking at the copy. It's our wizard girl. Uh, no, our dark dark magician kind of lady. Okay. Okay. Yep. Awesome. Well, that was uh, Rat Queens issue number six. Tar- sorry, it probably took us like a half hour, 45 minutes to get through it. because 20, uh, 29 minutes and 30 seconds. <laughs> Because we got totally sidetracked. Tyler started talking about his tech, and then we lost him. I know. And then I started talking about God knows what. I lost it, too. What do we have, Black Friday deals and stuff? Yeah, a little. Jeez. Yeah, you're Cyber Monday. You're Oh, you were talking about buying a computer. Yep. Getting with the 21st century. <laughs> One of these days I'm going to. One, One of these, these days. days. But I just get so much from my phone, and I feel like I'm always on that and do stuff on that. And, Anyway, yeah. uh, Redneck is back this week, thank God. Donny Cates. Donny Cates. Um, had a little break from it. Uh, felt like we had a month off in there, maybe? Uh, or you don't think so? No, I think we had uh, about a few months off, actually. Maybe Do you? like two. Okay, yeah, because issue six wrapped up the um, so, um, first story arc. story arc where the grandpa was found out as this really evil vampire. The yep. bad guy blew up the house. He killed yada, one, of the, one of the brothers or sons or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, the, it was slap. him the whole time. Slap. Yep. Slappy. Yeah. Yeah. Slap. Slap. But uh, the whole town burnt down. I mean, to an overview, they got found out. The preacher got turned into a vampire. The house got blown up. The cops shot at him. They're on the run now. So yeah. I love this issue. Um, okay, so this is like months later. Where, uh, eight months Yeah, later. eight months later. Um, they, uh, the two guys that ran the restaurant for them, the bar, yep. um, they're out hunting for him and they get two boar and he shoots the head off a snake, which yeah. is nuts with this crazy, like silenced, uh, rifle, long range rifle. Yeah. And so, um, I kind of forgot that their names were evil and, um, not crazy. I, have no, I can't think of the fat guy's name. I have no idea what the other guy's name are or uh, his name is, is uh, the one guy's name is evil though. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
so anyway, they're hunting for the family because uh, they're all on the run and in hiding. Yep. And they catch um, these two boar, and they were going to bring it back. One of the boars, uh, I think, I don't know if this will come back, but one of the boar did get bit bit, yeah, by a snake. And they decided to take them both anyway. Yeah. So they're bringing them back, and they're going through this tunnel that's uh, dug all the way out to this abandoned shack. I guess not really abandoned anymore since the vampires live in it. But um, the patriarch of the family, he's sitting out on the porch with his shotgun. JV. Watching. That's JV. He's awesome. Junior varsity. He's out on the. He's out. I, I kind of think of him as JV because he's um, kind of being a putz. He's out on the porch, kind of moping about uh, everything they lost. You know, in the true. last story arc. I don't know. Maybe he's just. I think maybe psychologically he's just out there because he's trying to prove that he's tougher than everybody. He doesn't need to eat. He can always be on watch. He can always be on guard. He'll never let anything like that happen to his family again. Kind of thing. Oh, did you? You got that? Oh, yeah. I don't think he's a... The vibe I got was that he's pissed at everybody else in the house. I think he is, but I think he's he's putting it to the point where he's going to protect them. No one has to worry about anything kind of thing. Uh, the solitary century. Well, we know he's mad at Bartlett oh, for yeah. allowing um, Pastor Landry to come along. They've yeah, got, that's for sure. Bartlett is really hung up on um, Pastor Landry that he got turned. I think he feels really bad. Yeah. And so he includes him on everything. That's true. Um, I think he does. Yeah, he's trying to teach him the right way to be a vampire and live this yeah. terrible lifestyle. Pastor Landry was the... Um, D- depends how you look at it, antagonist or protagonist from the last story arc. Um, I take the vampire side, so uh, he'd be the uh, antagonist. Definitely the antagonist, yeah. for sure. And so um, it's interesting to see him here where Bartlett is his mentor and um, JV is pissed. He doesn't want him there. I hear you. I feel where you're coming from on that one. Um, Would, but yeah, JV is out on the porch and uh, everybody else is inside. They're kind of trying to pass the time. Uh, they're playing cards. Yep. And then uh, it's funny. One of the guys accuses the little girl of cheating. She's like, yep. no mind reading during this Perry, game. She's yep. like, I'm not reading anybody's mind. You just suck at cards. So not like, the way you play cards. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, Bartlett is uh, hanging out there, and he's talking with everybody. Bartlett um, doesn't – okay, he's got a big beard now. Mm-hmm. Uncle Bartlett, he didn't have that crazy handlebar mustache. Now it's all one long beard. It's one long thing. And I didn't recognize him right now. I'm like, God, who is this old shanty dog? He just right. looks horrible. Well, I can't tell if the art maybe did change. Um, Definitely changed. It's, I, I was thinking that. I had that feeling when I read this too that it just I mean they really almost got the same person. You know what I mean? Like the, almost the same style. But right. yeah, I think it is somebody else. Um, I don't know. Lissandra Etherin, um, sounds familiar. I'll have to look on previous, previous, uh, or maybe she just issues. rushed through it and changed it. Who knows? Cause it looks rushed. It does. I don't want to let a little bit. Coloring, it, coloring is the same though. Oh, for sure. Coloring. Yeah. That's the whole vibe. Absolutely. But, but when you, I couldn't tell that that was father Landry or that that was Bartlett until they said them by name. And so oh, sure. I didn't know who Father Landry was either. I mean, he's got a mullet now. He's starting to look more and more like one of them cuz he was he, he was bald at one point. Wasn't he? Yeah, he was completely bald yeah. and he had a different body shape than in this comic. Maybe and then, since he's a vampire, he grows hair back. And then he had, instead of his fatherly clothes, his um, He isn't a wife beater. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, his uh he's got some uh sleeveless uh, sweatshirt thing <laughs> yeah what the hell he it is. definitely looks like a redneck so um, uh, but yeah they, they're playing cards and talking about jv who's sitting outside and um 
that basically the conversation we just had, you know, why is he sitting outside by himself kind of thing. So, uh, but anyway, the, oh, we find out it's Phil that he's the other guy, the other human that gets food for them. There you go. That's right their two. That Phil, Phil and evil are back. That's what he says. That's their, uh, their two ghouly guys kind of who get them stuff that are just plainly human, but they work for them. Yep. Um, well, yeah, uh, everyone is excited because they're all starving. They've been they've been waiting to eat, so they rush down to this tunnel and uh, they're gonna go uh, have some food. And Bartlett comes out and talks to JV, and uh, he says he's gonna take over watch for a little bit. Him and Landry are gonna go out and um, check the forest, do the sweep. Yeah, JV doesn't like that. He doesn't want he doesn't want uh, Landry out. He thinks he's gonna escape and tell people where they're at. And- yeah, or get found just because he's such a newbie and he's yeah not trustworthy. I mean, he used to be their enemy. JV has uh, a little argument with Bartlett, and Bartlett says, basically, he's just going to do it anyway. Pretty much. So he walks out there, and he takes Landry, and Landry's asking about, you know, what we should talk about while we're walking. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like their private lessons on being a vampire. <laughs> yeah. He goes, what do you want to talk about tonight? Bartlett asks, you know, and then Landry's just like, um... Just talk about the rules. Tell me the rules. And he yep. goes, rules? Why? Why are you talking about the rules again? You know, okay, so they can't can't uh, go out in sunlight, can't get stabbed in the heart, can't get blah, blah, blah. Can't get your head chopped off. Yep. Um, crosses are b- bad for I you. I love it. And he goes, why, why does it burn? And and he says something like, um, maybe we're just allergic to bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that I thought was great. It was funny. He did say they couldn't kill uh, – a cross couldn't kill a vampire, but it just burns like the dickens. Yep. He's like, you'd have to swallow it to – you know, die from it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, they're moving along and, um, he found his little secret stash of his kind of blood beer that they've made. Like they used to make before. Yeah. I was trying to read the label on it. It kind of, it's like Bloodwise, Bloodweiser or something I, like yeah, that. I think that's what it says. It's kind of funny. So it's kind of his home brew, you know, it's got like pig's blood in it or, uh, right. blood in it. Yep. And, uh, anyway, they're having a nice little chat and talking about stuff and the rules. And like the biggest thing he's at, he tells them about is like human blood. He kind of slips up and he's like, if you like pig blood, you try human blood. And he's like, Oh, is it good? And he's like, I mean, you shouldn't try it, but yeah, yeah it is good. Yeah. He was just like, you should try human blood. <laughs> you know? And he's like, what? Yeah. yeah. Sure. He's like, it is tastes good. Yeah. But, uh, biggest thing is if you are eating a human or uh, feed, feeding on him, you can't kill him because if you kill him, he's going to turn yeah. and then it's just another mouth to feed. And he's like, no offense. That's what he tells him. And then, um, there, he passes the beer back and, uh, Bartlett's just having a good old time. He's, he really thinks that they're like friends and like they've moved past this whole being enemies thing. But Landry is just, I don't know. He's such a weird stoic character. You have no idea what's going on. He plays the victim because he plays like the, I'm new to this. I'm Help the, me. I'm the new guy. Yeah. What's and then, the rules of being I'm a vampire? And he's like, I'm so grateful you guys took me along. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being my friend. Huh? Yeah, kind of. So yeah. then he walks away from Bartlett. Um, and I'm not sure why they separate. It looked like they were going to stick together. But Landry walks away from him. And a few hours later, JV's waiting for them to show up. And then Bartlett comes walking up by himself without Landry. Yeah. He's like, where's Landry? <laughs> He's like, what do you mean? He's like, should be he ain't back yet? And he's like, uh, really pissed. And he starts storms off into the uh, into the woods to find him. JV comes across this kid at the beach, not beach, uh, riverside. And then uh, when the kid turns around to look at him, 
He has got glowing eyes, and he's eating a beaver. Like eating a beaver or a squirrel. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> this kid is eating a beaver. This vampire child is eating a beaver. Um, Don't Google that. <laughs> <laughs> mom, uh, mom, turn this off. Oh, God. I hope the safe search is on. <laughs> Uh, but uh yeah this kid he finds this kid and it's a vampire and he's totally like oh what the fuck yeah and then this shocked me like i was actually reading this issue in front of tyler and i, I did I, I turned the page and i started just shaking my head yep but uh all of a sudden from behind jb's back somebody shanks him right in the chest with a yep. stake. arm comes up over the right shoulder and then back into the heart yeah and i love these reveals because these are the best reveals this reveal was like i wish this would have been on the next page kind of thing but okay you know when this happened like yeah this shocker yeah i was like that's how you drop this little a surprise this little shocker yeah i agree with you i mean that should have been a page turner yeah but then i realized uh, yeah same thing i turned <gasps> jv got stabbed in the heart with yeah fucking steak and i don't know if he got stabbed in the heart i mean it's really close yeah but he goes down and he's and not he, dead he's yeah he's coughing and sputtering um <sighs> maybe he does though his eyes go kind of crazy and we tu- oh, it's so tu- tough to see. turns out it was landry uh landry <sighs> snuck up on uh, jv and stabbed him and he says this was creepy. I was just so hungry. I didn't know they would come back. Yeah. And um, none of so, us did. He says none then, of us did on this turn. This next page. Yep. JV's laying on the ground. Landry's standing there, and all these people are coming out of the woods. And like, I can't tell if they're all vampires. But no, I would assume that, they are. That was the part that confused me. It did, okay, so did he mean that he sucked them all dry? And I then, think, and so they turned. Yeah, I think he. These people and have been then living as, out in the woods. He's got his own cult as he, now. As he turned somebody, they turned somebody, and so that's why he's saying we all did. Maybe or none of us did. I mean, understand that. I think he's building an army though, because you notice it was right after Bartlett told him that you can't suck them dry. That's when he goes, oh, well, thanks for the advice, <laughs> and, then, and then he disappeared. Yeah. Right, that's when he walked away. Uh, so I get the impression. They're the uh, yeah, he, he fed on people. Uh, we'll find out though. I have no idea. That's the mystery here, and that's the fun part about this book. Is that's a they, that's a great shocker, great way to start your next story arc. Is he also um, their their father? I mean, are these uh, maybe his parishioners or maybe? But I don't. Excuse me. I don't think that would be the case just because they ran so far away from their original place and that whole town burned down. Yeah. Kind of thing. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, definitely interesting. And, you know, I really like the, um, the fact that he's a, he was a pastor in real life and now he's like shepherding these people. It's, it's kind of cultish, you know what I mean? Very. I like so, it. So yeah. Uh, that's I, redneck. That's issue number seven, beginning of a new story arc. I think this is a perfect jump on point for you. If you've never read redneck before, if, uh, the trade paperback for number one, you can get, Number one through six. Is it out already? Oh, yeah. Cool. Yep. Um, one thing I liked is that you don't know if JV is going to die or not. You like you feel like he's an important character, but to me, Bartlett could carry the series. And then I think it'd be one of those things where the hero comes back like at a, at a big point. Like, ah, you know. <laughs> and I think, I think next issue, we're going to see that JV is going to be seriously, critically injured. Um, he's, it's going to be like just past, just missed his heart by, you know, yeah, one, yeah. one centimeter to the left. I and, think he'll come back for sure. Yeah. I, I really do. Uh, there's some great advertisements in the end of this issue for a bunch of um, uh, image stuff. Oh, I forgot stuff. to tell you, I bought uh, Evolution. Yeah. Did you um, enjoy it? Never read it yet. Uh, but but you, we did go through it. We, we went through it last show. week. 
Um, picked that up because the uh, store has been doing a Black Friday sale all weekend. So yeah, <laughs> I've been right. in a few times buying a little bit here, a little bit there. Well, that's, that's why I'm going to get Made Men because it's 50% yeah. off. That's amazing. So Yeah, it's so good. Um, I wanted to actually talk about Made Men, I believe. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about Snot Girl. Um, so let's jump to Made Men and yeah. then uh, we'll end with Imaginary Fiends. That's the big news. Yes. Uh, with Vertigo. Vertigo coming back, coming back strong. Yeah. So we'll talk about Imaginary Fiends at the end. That's uh, a really big surprise with a Vertigo comic. So yeah. anyway, Made Men. Made Men, Oni Press. This comic has surprised me because Oni Press only puts out, well, I shouldn't say Oni, only puts out, but the digest size, you know, weird comic books like Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Um, they did the, um, there's one, uh, called heavy metal or black metal and it was about kids that love black metal uh the heavy metal style oh i got you yeah <laughs> like like norwegian death metal yes <laughs> uh so i'm surprised you know i only doesn't put out a lot they put out the um invader zim series too but i don't know i thought it was weird to see only having a well having like a horror book, book and um also, a book that is just different than their normal stuff. They don't put out a whole lot of stuff. Oni Press is pretty. Uh, what the fuck happened to Wasteland? That was such a good yeah. series, and it just like, yep, disappeared. Yeah, into the wastes. Yeah. So right off the bat, a little backstory. I don't know if we talked about Made Men. I think we did issue one, and then we just kind of talked about that we got issue two, and like I didn't get around to it. Or yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, ancestor of Doctor Frankenstein. Uh, Julie Frankenstein or Jewel. I'm not sure how she pronounces it. J U L E. I would say Jewel. Okay, so Jewel uh, Frankenstein, she basically has the ability to bring people back. Um, and so um, with a red wig on, so she's not recognized, she seduces a uh, FBI agent. Ah, that's and, how I do and it. Then, yeah, and then uh, uh, takes him up to her place. Whoa! Seduces him. Boom. This book's got boobies. Oh, right off the bat, second page. And not only boobies, it's an entire two and a half, three pages of uh, <laughs> naked girl. From, boobies. Uh-huh. So, but the the she just wanted to have sex, just to have sex. So yeah, funny. Sure. She wasn't trying to seduce him or anything to get stuff out of him. Right. She wants his help so that she can get the what the FBI has on her um, people. So she's got a group that, um, let's say you've lost somebody and um, they're not just people who, she won't do it for people who just died naturally or uh, things like that, but basically murdered people. She will do her best to bring them back to life, like a Frankenstein kind of thing. Yeah. And um, it's kind of funny because one of the guys that helps her, he had lost his head. And so she brought him back with a lion head. With a lion's head. Hey, you know... That's the perfect bodyguard because uh, you don't fuck with a lion, dude. Like, yep. If you do, if you saw a man like a physical man with a lion's head, yeah. you would be out. Like, yep. There's no way like, you're taking that. Uh, I hate to um, admit mistakes, but it's not FBI. He's with the uh, some some police department because oh, okay. I, I remember now they're they're trying to take out his boss because his boss is a corrupt, corrupt police uh, chief, and so one of the made men, um, this chick. Um, I'm terrible with names, so who yep. the fuck cares? That's all right. Uh, she seduces him, takes care of him, gets him out of the, the bar. And then um, 
yeah, and then it's basically just her giving a little bit of a backstory to the um, police officer to get him to help her. Um, and then, um, yeah, I don't know. They take out the police police chief and we're left to um, see what's coming next. If the maid men are going to help the cop from the beginning become the new chief so that he's kind of controlling all the information that's going out to the maid men. Okay. I think that'd be pretty cool because yeah, they literally – uh, take him out here. So gives their gives their contact. Well, you know. they someone says take the shot at the police chief, but uh, no shots fired as of this issue. So ah, interesting. I'm definitely going to pick this up though. Yeah. Um, Made men. The first issue was really great. The writing was good. Um, the art was fantastic. The way the book was put together was like a little. At first, I was like, "Oh man, another Frankenstein book." But then I read it, and like the twist on it, yeah. I was like, "All right, another Frankenstein." But you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it totally it's like, it's changed. It's like a different take on Frankenstein. It's like she she put herself a team together, and basically they're like you know the vigilantes, right? That are they're not gonna go stop crime, but they're gonna help take the victims. Um, help give the victims another second, a second chance at life. Exactly. So, but uh, also along the way, causing a lot of mischief and trouble. Yeah. And so, (laughs) so because though, sometimes that would involve having to kill somebody um, and take care of the problem. Um, So they, she wants her files from the police department because she doesn't want police interference in what she's doing. Right. You know, so it's definitely a fun book from Oni Press. I should uh, get down to a local shop and get it. Um, uh, Paul Tobin is the writer in Arjuna Susini. Arjuna Susini. Arjuna colored by Gonzalo Duarte. Man. Lettered by Cedia Tomofonte. Edited. It's got to be like a French comic then or something. It's French. I don't know. Maybe. You never know. Let's see. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> well, Oni Press is here, but. They never know. Some of them writers yeah. could uh, come on over. They could. Who knows? Um, okay, so Imaginary Fiends was the next yes comic up. So why is this? Uh, why is this on your radar, John? All right, Imaginary Fiends. I told Tyler to uh, buy this this week. I thought it was just going to be one of those books that was going to be another kind of sneaky under the radar hit. Uh, it's the Return of Vertigo comics. Yeah. Um, I honestly couldn't tell you. Vertigo has done anything in the last like five years. I don't 10 years. think so. I they may have, but I don't know of it. I was at a point where I literally was buying, buying every Vertigo title. Oh right, I mean and, they um, were like the old Image, where Image you just buy new number ones from them because yep, yeah, well, they were great. And it just stopped. And and DC, I was, think DC maybe just closed the doors on the Vertigo comics for a while and just not put anything out for it. You know, I think that they let their properties um, end. But they weren't going to start any new ones. And when the last ones started to die out, um, that's when they started this Doomsday Clock storyline and yep. and the, the Button storyline and, and the whole rebirth. Everything rebirth. Now that you know, they're trying to. Um, I think you know. I've never read uh, official statements or anything like that, but I think they were just trying to end the Vertigo. Um, cap on things and bring everything into the dcu yeah and then um um 
you know, a lot of backlash from it, especially now with uh, Doctor Manhattan being well, revealed. Well, Darknet's metal and all that. Yep, I mean, it's all the way that the um, the worlds are all colliding, and like they're just drawing characters from the Vertigo stuff, and they're, you know, it makes you wonder. It's like is Jesse Custer going to show up in one of these? Probably. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it, and that would make me. That would really make me mad. Um, <sighs> yeah, and I I understand from that point of view for sure. Do you? you know? Yeah, you like do you like Preacher a lot? A right? lot. Yeah. I don't know if I would like it. I don't know if I could do it. I don't think he would. Yeah. That's why. That's why already having um, Sandman, um, the current Sandman being Daniel, he's already been in Batman, an a Batman book. I'm not sure which one. I think it was and just then, in Dark Knight's Mail number one. Yeah, it was. Yep. 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 And then, uh, and then uh, now the Doomsday Clock is another um, storyline bringing in more of uh, Watchmen mythology into it. Yeah, it's like Vertigo title. Yeah. Did you read Doomsday Clock? I did. Okay, I I liked it. I thought it was good. Who's the new Rorschach? Um, I I heard some theories, yeah. but I don't want to talk about it too much. Oh, you know? okay. I heard some theories. I haven't heard anything. Okay, well, have you read it? Uh huh. Okay, read it yesterday. Well, like the theory is, I'll, I'll give one away. That's just a theory. It's okay. not true. At least not yet. It's not, not yet. confirmed. <laughs> Un- unconfirmed rumors. Okay. Uh, that the guy is a black guy. I saw the hand. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and um. Somebody was saying his psychologist in prison, in the comic, and in the movie, mm-hmm. were black guys too. Okay, and that's kind of the only tie-in that anybody can really find or think of, at, at least at this present moment in time. Sure. Can we say Harley Quinn, people? Oh my God! It what? She's the psychologist that that became the villain. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> she's the new Rorschach. Uh, no, but no, I'm just saying that DC's already done this. Oh, you know yeah, I mean? for sure. Uh, you know, Brian, if you listen to this episode, you're right. There is no more um, new intellectual properties. Why don't they just recycle everything? Yeah, I mean, they might as well. It's already all put out there for them. So. I know. And Screw it. If that's the case, I mean, seriously, that's that was done how many years ago when they created Harley Quinn? Yeah. And I don't know, psychologist becoming the next iteration of that bad character yeah i don't know if you consider rorschach bad depends how you look at it same thing if you think he's punisher's an, bad or not yeah he's an anti-hero you know yeah he, he's totally like a punisher yeah but more batman-y a little bit yeah but he's, okay he's weird he's a hard one to play and he's a weird guy too I yeah mean, not just like he's more of like betterment of the world no matter what the cost is yeah you know what i mean like, yeah it doesn't matter whether he dies you die it dies this dies it doesn't matter it doesn't matter as it's long always as, the bigger picture as long as the truth and you know yeah yep. he's he's crazy <laughs> yeah well it's good it's a good crazy but it, but for him it's always um the the bigger whole the the whole is more important than the individual parts and so not and it's not just in most cases it's a hundred percent of the time and if he has to be that uh individual that goes he'll sacrifice himself for it no absolutely and and so it's just it was just bugging me throughout the whole thing i couldn't quite figure it out is it the new rorschach that's writing the journal throughout the book i would say so i would think so i don't know it's tough to say but i like the tone that they present and i like the way that it's set up and it is totally a Watchmen sequel without being a Watchmen sequel kind of thing. Yeah, just even in that so, one issue, um, yeah. we get a uh, what happened to Rorschach kind of you know thing, and so exactly. Uh, I wish that we did get more um, like the actual story that's going to take place. <laughs> I wish we did get more of that because I didn't. 
see any Jor-El reference, no Superman reference. I'm just like, wait, 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 wait. I thought we were going to find out how that connection to Jor-El happened. Supposedly he saved him right before Krypton exploded, right? Right. Is that what we've that's happened what, in Superman? That's I, what we've ascertained. I have not read any Superman in 20 years. So, yeah. Um, so I'm ready for some answers. You know, I hear you. It's going to be 12 issues. It's going to run for a year. So I know. What about Dark Knight's Metal? When's number three coming out? I don't know. I don't no, or three three is, three is out. Four. Four. I, They're I probably know. doing it because I think they're done with those metal tie-ins now. Yeah, it's probably coming soon. Um, I, I don't know. I, I got off of that after issue one. I didn't I didn't continue. It seems weird to me that they're doing two separate um, events that are really the same thing. Yeah, about opening up the Vertigo universe and incorporating it into the DC. And um, so that's why Imaginary Fiends is a big deal because <laughs> – this is literally the first uh, Vertigo, Vertigo title in years. Yeah, Imaginary Fiends, baby. Number one. Um, got off on that tangent. That's exactly why this book uh, means a lot this week, because we just went on that tangent because of this book. Yeah, I mean, um, so, okay, what are your theories? Why are they starting Vertigo books again? I think because Vertigo was a trusted brand at one point. Uh-huh. Vertigo was exactly like Image and Skybound, yeah. where the number ones or new series coming out of it were instant buys. Yeah. So, and I think I said that earlier in our little tangent. But yeah, that's why this book is uh, uh, prevalent this week. And I think, again, sneaky under the radar because no one's going to really, I don't know, seek it out. I think this could heat up, though, over overnight. Like, I haven't checked any prices on this. Okay. I guarantee this is probably a hot book right now. Did you like it? I really did. Me too. I really did. Me too. I'm actually going to look it up right now just to see. Okay. We're, we're going to do that in real time. It's only going to take me two seconds. Yeah. It was a really great book. Um, right off the bat, the um, um, cover, if anybody's watched the new newest season of American Horror Story that's on Netflix. Have you seen that, John? American Horror Story? The newest season, Roanoke? No, I did um, not see that one. Okay, so that's the most current on Netflix. And that had um, creepy beings like this spider character. Crazy lady. Yeah. Uh, had, a, po- had a mask like Polly that. Polly Peach Pit? Polly Peach Pit. <laughs> that's my new favorite character name. Uh, what's the guy? What's her husband's name? Um, I don't know. It's, it's, he's at the end of the book where he's trying to rescue her. I'm trying to rescue her. Oh, um, flip to the end, and I'll point him out. Um, sorry, guys. That dude. What's his name? It's on the preview. Cameron Kale. No, that's the guy. That's him. Oh. Anyway, um, it says his name in there, in here somewhere. I have no idea what you're trying to find or talk about. Okay. Well, the story starts (laughs) off with this little. No this, idea what you're This young teenage guy is hanging out with his friends, meeting some uh, hot chicks, and his little sister comes running out of the woods screaming. So he runs to her, and while he's running to her, he's having these thoughts of, um, does he look cool in front of the girls? Right. Is he going to be the hero that saves the girl? Well, when he gets close enough to his sister, um, it's determined she has been stabbed many times. Yeah, she got stabbed. What was it? 17 times with a fillet knife and i like the little art where it's like her hand streaked down his face yeah and then or uh the blood is streaked down his face and then the only thing that she says is polly 
peach pit. That's like all in her dying she said. breath. Yeah. Your dying breath. So imaginary friend, uh, imaginary fiends, the cat's paw part one. Um, then we do a jump cut. This is, uh, six years later. And, uh, these girls are singing happy birthday to this girl. And, uh, Turns out they're bullying her in the showers. They're pushing her around, kicking her around, and they're picking on her. So they're in an I don't want to. I don't know. I don't, asylum, sanitarium. They're in a hospital of some sort. Uh, juvenile detention. There you go. Yeah. Um, so just a quick step back, though. It was mentioned in the um, previous page that yeah. that uh, the sister that came running out of the woods that she was with a supposedly with a friend that it said that she was with a friend playing. Um, so. There were two girls, but only one came running out of the woods. No, so we jump forward, and at this juvenile detention, this is not the sister. That was my first instinct: was that this could be the sister years later. Oh, for sure. If yeah, she had I, didn't, I didn't know about that either. Yeah, and it's kind of a weird jump cut in the character itself. Um, but looks, it's not. She looks Asian. Yeah, it's not stated that. And then um, they're picking on her, though. Yeah, it, that's a good assumption, though. You're like thinking about the character being grown, but it's totally something different. Um, she goes back to her room where this nurse or kind of handler, I would say, caregiver you know, or some kind. Some, yeah, she's in her room cutting up a piece of cake, and apparently it's her birthday. Yeah, and she asks what happened because she looks like shit, and she's like, "Oh, I slipped in the shower." That's when the other girls were mocking her and singing "Happy Birthday" as they were beating the crap out of her. Yeah, and they were telling her to invite her friends uh, to her birthday if she could. So there's something crazy that's going on with this girl. Yeah, yeah, yep, definitely. Um, but the nurse is concerned. She just, you know, saying that she should say something to the other doctors uh, about being picked on and beat on. Yeah. And uh, as she's talking to her, she's doing this weird, like, um, actually, I used to do these, these the old felt posters. I know. You know, they were those cool. were, they were fun. so cool. I did like dragons, knights, and shit, yep. castles. My, uh, my, it was like we, tiger when ones. When we would go on road trips, my mom would have some of those but the smaller ones oh yeah not the huge ones but the smaller ones for my brother and i to do in the car as a uh those were some of the best things ever those Absolutely. were really neat if you don't know what those are how would you describe them just felt okay so marker posters yeah so they're marker posters that you would color the main object and then and then everything around it though like all the background was felt you know, right, so yeah. it's really fuzzy, and it just but it, it actually produced a really cool little uh, artwork for kids to do. Absolutely, and it made you feel totally like, oh, like I'm a, a great artist. artist. Yep. Like I'm so sweet, and then uh, they look great under black lights. Uh huh. Yeah, I want to get well. Yeah, you had to use the markers that came with it for yep. the black light effect. Absolutely. Um, I uh, I wonder if they still make them. That'd be fun. I think we should find them. I'll bet you I can yep. eBay it and we'll find them. Uh-huh. We'll post them on uh, did our you site. Find, did you find this on eBay, this comic? Yeah. Um, right now, they're looking at like 6 $7. So it's heating up a little bit. Going up a couple bucks? Not, not bad. Yeah. What is this, three ninety nine? Yeah, it's it's three ninety nine cover price. So it's going up a little bit. But yep. again, like I said, sneaky. I think sneak, sneaky radar. Yep. Under the radar for this yep, book. Yeah, for sure. Um, but anyway... Um, this girl who's having her birthday and she's doing that little felt poster, um, <clears throat> the orderly has like a piece of cake for her. So mm. that's kind of nice. Yep. That's so sweet. And she tells her to make a wish and she gives her a hug. And then um, she says that she has a visitor. And she goes to this room uh, where there's this black gentleman hanging out. And he is in a business type suit. He tells her to have a seat and take a look at this video. And... Um, one of the best lines here, too, is uh, she thought it was her grandpa who was coming to see, him, yeah. see her. And then uh, he's like, 
you may have noticed I am neither old nor nope. Asian. Like, no, yeah. <laughs> so I'm not your grandpa. And uh, he hands her this little iPad that has a video on it. And he's like, what do you see? And it's a video of a girl eating a popsicle. There's a boy swinging in the background. And um, she's like, I don't know. They make the a reference to this. Okay, this video. And he makes a reference that this was in like America's Funniest Home Videos. Yeah. And then. Uh, everyone, almost everyone in America seen it. Yeah. So only certain people can see what's actually going on in the video of this monster flipping this kid off the swing. So I'm sure on the funniest home videos, it looked like this kid just literally just fell off the swing into the dirt or something. Um, but this monster, this is so ridiculous. I don't know why they made him this so stupid, <laughs> but this, he, he's an imaginary friend. He's an imaginary monster uh, friend. But yeah, they, they ask her to look at this, uh, video and he's like what do you see in the background and she's like it's a sea monster wearing a cowboy hat on a tricycle like that's the thing that's behind this guy this kid yeah and um i think it's supposed to be goofy because it is an imaginary friend you know what i mean like um like bing bong from inside out you seen inside out pixar no oh i really wanted to such a cute film i've really wanted to Uh, um but i just bing bong he's like a a suit where an elephant and he has a, okay. a cane and shit and that so he's an, ad, an imaginary friend but that's what these are yeah and um turns out this guy is like an imaginary person like investigation unit what was it imp yeah uh federal bureau of invest uh investigation let's see what is imp where does he say it imp ah, he says it here somewhere but it has to be somewhere else Anyway, um, he tells her that he needs her help because she can see these things. So uh, she's kind of looking at this thing, and uh, he's telling her that if he she doesn't help him, that she's going to be sent to the Pollywanna Pump Pump prison. Like, yep, ten years down the road at uh, this nasty prison with her social anxiety skills and like antisocial skills should be they'd be terrible there. She's like, help me, yep, help you. Yeah, and she's like, "You're gonna be on the team," and Polly Peach Pitts on the team, and she's like, "No, like, yep. not even like, I'm not yeah. doing that shit." Yep, and he's like, "Well, deal so, or no deal, like, you so gotta this figure guy, it out." This guy believes <clears throat> in these imaginary friends, um, yep. like Polly Peach Pit and things like that, and. Yeah, this this made me really think, you know, like as adults, she's in this detention center for we don't know what yet, and then um, um, he's talking to her like Polly Peach Pit is real, you know, and, and that kind of made me go, oh, he believes, so he can see the thing too. But then we read on, he can't see the yeah. thing in the video. But the he he says only a small percentage of people can see these things. There's got to be somebody else that he is working with. Because he can't see it. But he knows it's there. That's why he, I know. he goes to her. That's what he works for. You know, yeah. He knows. He, he works for this weird, crazy investigation unit. He so. works for IMP. 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 Yes. Uh, th- I really thought they said it somewhere. I'm pretty sure they did, too. But anyway, um, she goes back to her room. She's thinking about this offer. She's doing her little felt painting. And then uh, she's talking about Polly. And there's this little, like, nursery school rhyme. It's like, Polly, Polly, Mr. Choke's cherry wife. Wrap you in oh, her long. Oh, choke. Lit. Um, what, what's his name? Choke cherries. Yeah, what's choke before, What's his name? The guy, Mister Choke Cherry. Okay, yeah, that that's <laughs> the guy at the end of the comic book that I was referring to. Oh, Mister Choke Cherry. He's her husband. Oh, so that's the person in the mirror. Yep. Okay, we'll get to that here in a moment. Yep. And that so looks like a looks like a a woman. So no, that's why I was no, like, that's the dude. Okay, I got you. 
Um, but yeah, they're, they're having this weird little nursery rhyme. It's kind of like a Bloody Mary, Bloody mm-hmm. Mary kind of thing, or like Candyman. Yep. You know what I mean? Uh, but they're talking about it, and then it's almost like a little religion. They're giving it something because yeah. they're saying, Polly, I'm rotten to the core, and then they're like confessing something. This girl confessed about looking at a uh, adult website. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the other girl says, Polly, Polly, I'm rotten to the core. She's been thinking about a boy. Yep. So it's like they're giving it they're feeding it, you know, stuff. And that's part of the reason that guys start in that investigation is because these imaginary things. They feed on emotions. Yeah, they feed on being believed in. They feed yep. on the thoughts and they feed on love. And, and um, this po- is the way Polly Peach Bit Polly Peach fed. Bit feeds on guilt. Yes, and feeds on people's fear, uh, fear of her uh, and love of her at the same time. But anyway, they keep talking about these fears and the, uh, together and they forget about Polly Peach Pit for a second. And... Um, they start talking about fearing something else and talking about the loves that they want and their desires. And then uh, all of a sudden, um, the little girl, the Asian girl, she says, oh, no, you know, she's coming. Like, we wanted something different than her and we didn't give her this. So the other girl's freaking out. Like, what do we do? What do we give her? What can we say? Yeah. And uh, uh, there's this knife in the ground. And then um, the Asian girl says, do I have to? Polly, please don't make me do this. Like. So she picks up the knife, and she's the one who stabbed her friend like yep. 17 times. Yep. And so the Asian girl. Um, Mel- Melba is her Melba. name. Yeah. Melba, yeah. The Lee. one that's in the juvie. Um, she is the little girl that stabbed her friend who then went running out of the woods. And she was, she's been arrested for attempted murder. Yeah. And it says attempted, so apparently the girl lived. And then, oh, I guess that's true. Well, it says attempted first-degree murder somewhere in here. And so she's going to, if she gets out and goes to an adult prison, she'll be looking at 10 years, they said. Right. Um, And then, um, yeah, so, I mean, she doesn't want to have to go back to working with Polly Peachpit because Polly is an arachnid-type form that scares the shit out of her. Absolutely. And and Um, has some kind of mind control over and made her stab um, her blonde little friend. Yeah, and... uh Polly makes her uh, first appearance in this book, uh, really in like full, you know, visage. Yep. But she she comes out of the cake that's in front of her, in front of Melba, yep. and uh, she is uber creepy because she comes out. And she's like Melba, Melba, my little treat. <clears throat> yep. And she's a huge, like uh, almost black widow looking yeah, spider, definitely. Uh, with a almost, have you ever seen like a geisha mask? Mm-hmm. She's kind of like got a geisha mask face. I was just gonna say, I love the I love the face and yeah. artwork. Of and they they do a really good job. And she's super creepy, and all her word bubbles are in black, and they're all etchy and crazy. So you know her voice is really creepy. So here's just a little thing that I noticed. Um, Polly Peach Pit has black background of her word balloons, white text, and then her uh, hubby, Mister Cherry Choke, black with red text. Yeah, I um, like that. I, yeah. that's, I didn't see that before, but now that you point that out, I like that a lot. Um, yeah, like I said, I've been reading my comic books while I've been uh, um, partaking. And so everything while I'm reading is so much more clear. And oh, sure. like I'm making connections all over the place. Right. I'm, I'm just like, <laughs> oh, my God. This Dude, is, I'm this putting is, the pieces of the puzzle together, this man. This is George W. Bush conspiracy theory <laughs> with 9-11 type thinking. I read this book and Illuminati confirmed. The man. Illuminati are real. Um, we'll get through. We'll fly through the rest, though, because we did uh, have a lot of tangents here. But Melba has uh, – she – uh, lifted the knife off of the nurse. Yeah. She got it sharpened up. Yes. And she's like, you 
fuck with me, I'll fuck with you kind of thing. Like, so, uh, uh, Polly Peacepit's not happy. So she she's, then changes her form, Polly Peacepit. Yeah, which is cool. I like that. And yep. she's, uh, uh, Melba's threatening herself because if she dies, no one believes in Polly Peachpit or can see her do things with her. So she just, poof, stop existing kind of thing. So without her, there right. is no her. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, she totally transforms into this weird slink body shape. You know, mm-hmm. all of her legs kind of go back into her. She's not a giant, crazy spider. Just these couple panels where she's trying to snuggle with her in bed. It creeped Ooh. me out, didn't yeah. it? Like she's I looked like, at her like, and that's right when she transformed into the, like you said, slink. That's exactly the yeah. feeling I got. With, she just kind of scuttled yeah. into bed with her. I'm like, Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. So this book would really make a great horror movie or show i think so um then we're left thanks dc there's a Uh, giant fucking uh, ad in the middle (laughs) next page is uh dc essential graphic novels for your holiday season yeah geez this is a huge spread it's a two-page ad john this might be the first time we've talked about ads oh man it is though two-page dc spread of and and they're not even like timely uh i mean if dc had a boner to thrust in your face this is it like check it out man uh all these great comics to read so this is uh the dc cock and it's splooging (laughs) it's splooging (laughs) out all these titles like you know batman year one and Uh, these graphic novels that are essential classics yeah (laughs) anyway that's the ad in the middle of comic book it's very brazen thank you dc for that we understand it's your uh you owned vertigo so yeah we get it we get it it. we get it but uh we're taking your cock thank you (laughs) now we're several weeks later so uh seven weeks later and um our fbi agent who approached melba before is out on this like um park range kind of thing it's you know it's a national park looking thing there's yeah, park yeah. rangers yep. or highway rangers even out there and they're talking about checking the area and um the rangers ain't happy they're like no what the hell man who are you why, why are, are you, you investigating the uh mis- a lo- local like a local matter a local child. and he goes because something about you guys screwing it up so i have to be here yeah exactly um um but yeah he walks towards the woods and uh Melba comes out. And she looks very different. She's got a coat. She's got uh, it's really brightly colored. She's wearing um, like pants and some nice like knee high boots. Her hair is cut and she's, she even got blonde in it, so it's got like a highlight. She's very mature and adult. Well, I love it because the confidence that she's walking with. Like, yes, that's I, the complete difference of this character. Yep, is when she's in the insane asylum. She's broken. She has long hair. She looks plain. She looks. Uh, I don't want to say dirty, but she looks just downtrodden. And here, it's it's uber confident. But now she that walks she's out a special agent, yeah. And she uh, comes up and she just flips open her uh, FBI badge. She says, "I'm Agent Lee, bitches," like kind of thing. And then uh, this is my favorite panel that neck that last one on the yeah, page. And it's funny, and it even says there were two more words that uh, uh, no one heard that day. And um, it's Polly, and she's on top of her shoulder, and she's like, Polly Peach Pit, almost says like a... Polly Peach Pit, bitches. Yeah, exactly, like announcing herself too, but she knows that that people can't see her. She's hanging out on uh, Melba's shoulder, and um, kind of like an organ grinder monkey, you know? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. Ready to... Um, I I was going to say it's like uh, the movie Shudder. Okay. Uh, at the end of the film, because the I'll kind of spoil. Sorry for anybody who hasn't seen Shutter, Japanese horror movie, but it's about a photographer who photographs this girl that he killed and like on okay. accident, like he like I think he ran her over or some shit. And they used to have be they used to been be in like a relationship. Okay. Anyway, um, he had this neck pain, this back pain, the whole movie, like the whole movie. Oh, like, oh god, my back, my neck, and then finally it 
realizes that this girl's been haunting him and she's like been sitting on his shoulders like her ghost the whole time. Like oh, that's okay. kind of where she comes from. And yeah, it was really interesting. He took like a picture of himself because he could never get a picture of himself. Oh, okay. Like, that sounds like, good. It was interesting. Yeah. Like, it's called Shutters. Pretty scary. The American version, eh, not so much. Okay. Japanese version, though. The fuck you up. Is it is it dubbed or subtitled or nothing? Uh, I'd rather. I would say just do it subtitled. Okay. I, I like subtitled films do just you? because like you get. Uh, it's hard for I think of um, when you're translating as a dubber. Yeah. Of an actual film. Yeah. It's hard to mimic that character's emotions. Emotions like one hundred percent. Yeah. You know, animation it's a little easier because you why, can do what you need, but real well, film it's okay. really hard. I and I don't mind subtitles either because. Um, I will almost uh, girl with the dragon tattoo trilogy. You know, I loved, I liked I like the originals. Oh my god, they're, they're so so good. much better than the, the Daniel Craig one. Yeah, yeah, it was okay. It wasn't yeah. great. Um, so what ends with imaginary fiends is that the dude. I think you stopped too early, and that's why you didn't know who I was talking about. Um, I mean, I read that part. So um, we flipped the page. That's the dude. That's the brother. Um, uh, at the beginning of the story, that's well, I knew the guy, that. I that's knew the that. guy that was trying to impress his yes. friends. Yes, I put that two and two together on that. I didn't know this was Mr. Cherry Choke. Oh, okay. So he's calling Mr. Cherry Choke out, um, and we don't really know why. He's releasing him from the mirror. Yeah, there he is. He does say Charlie, Charlie, Cherry Choke. That's what I missed. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, he's fucking crazy, and this guy looks weird. He's like all... Demon looking too. He looks like uh, Polly Peachpit, except for he's a little um, different. Yeah, a little bit more Hellraisery. It looks like either his skin is kind of ripped off. We or, only see him. Know. We he's only weird. see his face. So yeah, uh, really great comic though. Um, I think it's a fantastic book. It's new from Vertigo Comics. The uh, I think this is a really triumphant return from Vertigo. I think you should pick this book up. I think yeah. it will heat up more and more over time. Yeah. Uh, slow burn on it, though. I think it'll heat up and be surprised like a month or two later. I you thought it was going to be overnight hit, but I, s- I, I was wrong. You're going to smash that one? Grab I, it? I will grab that grab one all that. day. I'm going to grab that one by its balls. By its imaginary fiends. Yep. Yep. Uh, the Shadow. Um, John, I think you should be reading it. Yeah. I know. I so. Issue one. Issue one burned me hard. Yeah, it burned you real hard. Yep. Yeah, but, you know... I should get it. There's Give Lady Love another chance. I do uh, love me some Shadow. Because so. it's kind of cool. I mean, it's got plays off this idea that he doesn't – he knows who he is, but only because the evidence is there in front of him. Um, remember he, he was the burn victim? Yep. Um, and I'm, I'm just doing a quick re, – really quick. I do love the cover yeah. on this one. I almost bought this one because of the cover. I was like, oh, that's awesome. Like that's a really great Shadow cover is the eyes and like everything. Yeah, he doesn't remember – he doesn't have – Recent memories, but he does remember a big fire long ago, mm-hmm. and a big, and he he does remember that kind of stuff. So he is, and, it's, and he knows that it was the shadow that was there. So he assumes, he, well, I must be the shadow then, because I remember these things as the shadow. But he he still doesn't know he's the shadow. You know, sure. does that make sense? It's no, it weird. does. It does because I've I've read a lot of crazy shadow stories, and he has a lot of weird, crazy, trippy stuff. So yeah. Um, all right, I think I'll give it another shot. So you're saying grab it for sure. Yeah, pick. You know, you have especially over the up. holiday weekend, Black Friday sales. I mean, I'm pick, sure pick them up. This is only issue four. Um, That's true. It's not not hard to track down. It the other really ones. wasn't something I want to go into like in detail, uh, panel by panel. But I I would still grab it. Say good grab. Yeah, it's a, it's a good grab. Awesome, um, but not great enough where it would pass up 
um, Redneck this month or something like that. For you know? sure. Yeah, Redneck is definitely a must-read this, this I mean, time around. I read tons of comic books, and so those were the four that I thought were worth it this month. Um, it was worth talking about anyway. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I did pick up more, but klutzy me, I left some of it at home, yeah. and I don't even remember what I bought because it's been such a crazy week with uh, all the working and just being an adult and stuff. Yeah, I don't really do that. Yeah, you should try it sometime, but it yeah. is terrible. I don't want to. <laughs> I really, really don't. I would say the best read this week was definitely Redneck, number seven. New story arc and all. Rat Queen's close second. For me, they were they were tied. Uh, Redneck for its um, comeback. Um, it's been a few months, and um, the story was great. You know, it gave a little more, um, okay, so what happened to them afterwards? And we got to see uh, what the man father landry really is you know no absolutely um, but then for me rat queens is always high because it's literally it's just like a i just want to put something that's just going to make me laugh and go what the fuck happened? that is definitely the book <laughs> then i'll just read it you know what i mean that's definitely um, the book to so. do so but uh man we had a big week that was pretty much everything this week uh, i do want to thank everybody for listening thanks for giving yeah. us your time and your commitment yep um and, we'll have a big big week next week though we're yeah. gonna have a lot to talk about i think uh I what, am what's already. The, what's go- the news? Big week. Yeah, I'm gonna just say t- tomorrow the, or next week. Yeah, I'm only gonna bring one main book. Whoa! <laughs> You're gonna throw that throw that down right now. You're only bringing one book. Well, I'm gonna bring. I'll try. I'll try to get to other books. Okay. I'm buying like 20 copies of John Wick number one next week. So oh, okay. So, <laughs> so if you, I bring John Wick to the table next, that's week. that's all you bringing. That's all I'm bringing. Um, uh, so, uh, we'll see if I fit in some. Maybe I'll get Shadow and we'll catch up on Made Men or something. So, uh, so you're gonna blow your weekly money on. I'm one gonna book. blow my comic load. You're on blow John your Wick, load dude. on one book, and yeah. you're gonna. Hopefully, when I read it, I'm gonna be like, whoa! And hopefully, when I read it, I don't go, oh no! Like, it's either gonna hey, be that. That's hey, gonna that's, be the rating scale. <laughs> that's gonna be. You know, that might be easier. You're so busy lately. Just like, oh, God, all you yeah. have to do is read one book. One I can do. And then, and then, and then do like a... Uh, I'll just talk about... I read every, lots of them. I read lots of books. Uh, so. Since I'm buying 20 copies, I'll just talk about three issues in a row. <laughs> yeah, three of them in a row. This is John Wick number one, guys. Okay. That was a great book. Next one, I got John Wick number one, guys. And this read is... it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And then uh, there... Oh, are they variant covers? No, they're just the same book. I'm getting I, yeah, that's the reason I'm getting twenty copies. There is five different cover or uh, four different covers. So I'm yep. getting five, 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 and five. I know you ordered that many. Are they getting? Are they literally going to get that many in for you? I gotta hope so. Because uh, I know I know you uh, told him that that's how many you wanted to get. Yeah, gotta hope so. We'll see what happens. Um, if it happens, it happens. I'll be very happy. Okay, if when not, you, oh well. When you do stuff like that, yeah. How does your lady feel? She feels fine because, like I said, I don't go. I don't have like a seven hundred dollar, twelve hundred dollar, fifteen hundred dollar computer. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah, I'm pretty frugal now. I don't go out and buy. buy I don't go out buying a lot of stuff. No, I used to. I used to be big like into like. I'm not saying I'm not into video games anymore. I really love video games. Yeah, but I only buy like three, four a year now. I used to buy like. 20 30 games a year like serious yeah i'd play everything that came out like and that's what i was blowing all my money on yep um but now i only get a few and every week i maybe get up like 20 30 but if i get 30 bucks in books in a week that's pretty big like is it yeah for me 
I want that to be me. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I just cut away the stuff. I just I don't have room for all this extra stuff. I'm sorry, and that's why I drop series so easily. Like I'm just like I get Meh. so attached to them, and it, yeah. and like my kind of OCD just bugs me if I've got a significant chunk of something, and then I'm just like, no, I hear it, but that takes something. You know, that's what um, is really nice about a series that I read or things that I like and buy a lot. You'll know it's a really dang good book if I keep buying it because I don't buy that much really. I like to read a lot of it, but yeah, you 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 probably have a very large collection of number ones and and a little bit smaller number twos. Yep, and then uh, I definitely have partial series, but I have just the beginnings, and then that's kind of the nice thing though with the way I've collected is I can go back and get those other issues. You know, I'm kind of buying the ones I'm thinking are going to sell out. It's the yeah, and then uh, if they. You know, those early issues will easily sell out, but then twos, threes, fours, fives, yeah. those are easily picked up later if yeah. need be. So I kind of was like that with a few of the image stuff that's come out in this last year. They did this big push for this year because of the 25th anniversary. Yeah. Uh, I think they're going to keep it up throughout going forward, or are they going to just kind of stop with putting out so many new titles? I think they're just going to keep pushing out titles uh, as fast as they can get new creative properties. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I think Image really prides itself on new creative properties, and um, I don't think it's a surprise when a book gets canceled or book ends at Image. You know what I mean? No. Um, people are, and like, there's a lot of just. What I really like about it is if you really don't have an idea of where your book's going to go, yeah. just put one through six on it. Yep. Then there's no pressure. You know, let's get your one through six out. If you do well, we'll do a volume two later. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Image you could, has do, a, you could do a of, second. You know, Image has a lot of mini series like that, and a uh-huh. lot of mini and a lot of um, great series start off like that. Yeah. So uh, you know, look at Rat Queens. Uh, Rat Queens is a little bit different story because it ran 25 issues and there was troubles, but Image gave it a second shot rather than keep it on the shelf. And gave it a volume two treatment. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that could happen for any image book. If Redneck wanted to do that or something, you know, you just go to a volume two. Yeah. Luckily, Don, they have Donny Cates under lock and key for doing great books. He's over at, uh, he got released for a little bit to go and do two Marvel books. He I Doctor can't Strange believe Marvel's Thanos. not making him do a cease and desist on his competition books. Uh, I don't know. I think you know it's what just I mean? Creator own stuff, though. It, I mean, it's his stuff. He, they can't tell him not to do his own stuff. That's true. So yeah. who knows? We'll have to look into the logistics of that. But anyway, Jesus Christ, we talked forever. Um, you know, not as long as some of them. We're at one twenty-four. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. So it's a good, good beefy episode, but it's, not. It's meaty, it's, but not too much. Yeah, it's like going to the buffet and having that one extra slice of pizza, like, and oh, you're like, oh, shit. I'm okay. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> no more. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, I apologize. Next week, I might have one book. <laughs> that'd be funny i should i don't know if i want my one book to be john wick i haven't seen the list i usually what i usually do is sundays um and it might be out today i go on diamond distribution's website yeah and then just reviews world and look there yeah just look there and see, see what's up yeah so i, I got a couple of youtube places i watch yeah um yeah. so i haven't done that yet um so I don't even know what's coming out next week besides John Wick. No, John Wick's the big one. I have I have blinders on for that week. Do you Blind. know what? Do you know anything else that has been that's coming? Um, I think I do, but I've probably forgotten about it just because I'm excited for the fact that John Wick is coming. Sure. Um, reason I'm excited for that is not just because it's John Wick. I'm a huge Keanu Reeves fan. We all know that. But um, this book has been delayed like by months. Yeah. Like it was going to supposed to come out in like August. Okay. And 
nothing. September, nothing. October, nothing. And then just the date kept being pushed back, pushed back, pushed back. So I was really just getting worried that the book would just be scrapped altogether. Yeah. So very, very happy with it. Uh, at least that it's coming out. Hopefully I'm happy with the book itself. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I've got 20 copies for free. To the <laughs> 20 copies for free. <laughs> for, for the first user that leaves us a review. Oh. Out if, uh, so if, if the book sucks. <laughs> come on, leave us a comment uh, and cross your fingers that it sucks i guess yeah and then you get 20 because, free books because if it's good john's gonna keep it mm -hmm. but if it's bad you get a free comic yeah you get 20 of them. 20 of <laughs> oh oh all 20 to one person who knows oh okay so depends on how bad it is <laughs> get out there to your favorite um podcast directory download our comic or comic our comic book podcast there you yes go. indeed um and um leave us a review rate us and um let us know the bad stuff too like don't just be afraid to let in we're yeah. not afraid to let into people so no let well, us have it sometimes yeah sometimes we let it go or just rip Punish it me. yeah <laughs> sorry <laughs> i was trying to be quiet and coy so that tyler didn't hear it punish him Ooh, not me <laughs> uh, i'm the i i i'm the punisher i i don't know about you you're top or a bottom or <laughs> uh you know it depends on the day it depends on the day I and mean, my brother when sometimes we were, you feel like a nut sometimes you don't yeah my brother he was always <laughs> saying to me he goes well i'm not gay but uh my boyfriend is <laughs> <laughs> there was this great joke about halloween i'll tell it before we, we go out okay it was like this guy sitting in a bar and he was looking like he was pondering something and sure. he's like Oh, when you see that chick across the bar that you that you fucked at Halloween, she's still dressed like a dude. Like an <laughs> <laughs> awkward moment. You see that chick, <laughs> you fucked her, and she's still dressed like a dude. It's so funny. That's awesome. Uh, but anyway, that was your non-safe joke for the week. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, Smash Grab Comics. This is JP, and this is Tyler. See ya. Bye. This has been a Smash and Grab Media production.